So I I, I think if I would have if I would have done something like that when I got out of rehab, my band could probably have stuck together. But I didn't want to have that legacy. Like I just rushed yeah. projects out. Um, yeah, the the thing with Saint Anger is like the conclusion <laughs> he comes to is like he's like they didn't make this album because they wanted to. They needed to make it just so they could get it out of the way and be like, all right, cool. Now we have a clean slate. Let's make an actual album that we want to make. Let's be clear, Tommy. You're talking about Jim Bob and the Humbuckers, right? Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> oh, all Jim Bob from the Great White North. Yeah. 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 I'll I'll after the show, I'll, uh, I'll I'll have to link you to a Google document, Matt. Yeah, it's one of the cornerstones of Kurt Montgomery lore. <laughs> <laughs> that is so ominously threatening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, we well, should probably start the show we, uh, at some let's point. Let's get it going. We're, we're only us. 25 minutes behind. Seven. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, We've speaking of, of getting out of rehab and trying to hold something together what? here's the next installment of the fake creatures podcast here on the Joto <laughs> network is that, is, that, is that why joe's not here you <laughs> he had to go to rehab <laughs> joe's got a lot on his plate <laughs> he's got he's got a lot of problems to work through we're being supportive and <laughs> i guess i guess that's where i should say hello to everybody watching at home Hello. I'm a little bit different than what you usually see. I, I'm not Joe Twansky. That's not a Michigan flag. It's a flag from San Diego. Uh, That's the other side of the country. Yeah. You're not Joe. I'm not Joe. I'm Tommy Bordeaux, driver of the Who's Tommy this? Bordeaux Chevrolet. <laughs> I couldn't stop myself from doing that because I do it all the time. No, but oh I'm God. I'm one part of the, the trio this week filling in for Joe as a uh, supplemental host here of the Fake Rages podcast. Do you guys ever do... Intros this formal? No. Yeah, well, I didn't think so. Kinda. Okay, you Maybe. not. Well, I just think show. it's appropriate because they might. Not, I mean, they would know who I am because of Tommy's world. Because of Tommy's yeah. world. We, I'm we've this also. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> we've also name dropped you like eight times already. Yeah. Well, so. I, I've yeah. Heard, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you've heard. You've heard. Look, you've heard that you could have heard is yeah. what happened. Yeah. Again, look at you not listening to the show. He goes on the video and likes it, I think. I do. <laughs> Every time. That's good enough for me. I'm He's like, I let it play all the way through, but on mute. I, I no, okay. View, you but I got that, to do. But I've done that before because I know the <laughs> yeah. metrics are no, good. I, yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> I think we should jump right into the Richmond Weekend Review because that will yeah. get us back on track a little bit here. A little and bit. And this is the part of the show where I say I didn't watch any NASCAR this weekend <laughs> whatsoever. Okay. Can we just go ahead and ask if you watched any IndyCar? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Of okay. Thank God. Good Lord. Tommy's doing all the research for this. So I, no, I, look, I didn't get – go ahead. The only reason I tuned into NASCAR was the Xfinity race. I didn't watch any of Cup. I didn't watch the rest of Xfinity. I only watched the end of Stage 1 because Tommy Joe Martins was – gonna win it until david started david started things pain yeah yeah everything hurts yeah that was uh, not good that yeah. was pretty bad uh once again tommy joe martins is never allowed to have anything good happen to him <laughs> nope. uh, i don't know what racing god he pissed off in his life but it just it continues every week so him and daniel hemrick are tap dancing their ways into racing hell oh god it's, it's <laughs> intriguing because um you know, and then you put out a tweet following the weekend talking about fans that have followed him for, for many years. And I, I'm I've been one of his purely because it started as just because the name. Uh, yeah. But like 
I have a truck shirt of his from when he ran trucks and all the seasons uh, when he was in a 42 truck at Texas and like immediately crashed or whatever, like just, the, just a, a stupid wreck. I mean, <laughs> stupid stuff. And it's every, it just, it's difficult. I mean, it makes the good yeah. moments good, but it's just like Daniel Hemrick. It's, it's absurd how unlucky some drivers can be. It's just difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But that was still really impressive from oh, yeah. Mr. Martins. He was definitely he was make he was making a statement. Apparently NASCAR took a took a set of his tires that they, that he took off and they had to check him. They wanted Sheesh. to check him because they thought he was cheating. Well that's a good oh I mean God. that's that's a good uh, problem to have, I guess. That is a good problem to have. Uh, but um unfortunately you know we cannot have nice things. So that ended when it ended. Yeah. <laughs> well yeah, because he, he loses the stage on the last lap because David Starr blocks him. And then he self he single car spins like on the immediate restart after a bad pit stop, and then he blows a right front with like two laps to go, and yeah. wrecks. And he finishes like thirty seven, and it's like oh cool, so we have nothing to show for it. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. David Starr, he can be your angle or your devil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he giveth and he taketh away. The the sad part is also that uh, poor finish also drops him out of the top twenty in the owners point standings, which is a big deal in Xfinity for. Yep payout for race winnings and stuff like that so that's really mm. that's a double herder um hopefully that doesn't hurt the team too much i mean they're in a good they got positive momentum going into next year with uh kind of a mixed bag of drivers but if it, if it works and the team's able to survive then i'm all for it so yeah yeah, yeah I, I don't know if we actually ended up talking about that um because there was the rumor that tommy joe was going to step out of the car and then it's it's caesar baccarella is the guy who bought into the team right yeah I believe yeah so hopefully it works i mean again we all like tommy joe and i just want to see him be happy for once <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. um so, yeah yeah also in that race was partially why i also tuned in was just to see junior again um oh yeah i mean when i tuned in and when i saw the results it didn't look like he had he had the greatest day out there yeah, he, he, he kind of hovered around 12th all day, somewhere in that area. He was quite quick, though. He was fast enough to, he was probably fast enough to, like, kind of maybe see the top five up ahead of him. But yeah, yeah, he had a speeding penalty on the last stop. That's killer. So, yeah. That, all, but, that, that hurt his day. I know he had a blast, probably, but. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, yeah, it's funny, too, because you mentioned that, because he had, he and Josh Williams, I wouldn't say had a run in, but, like. <laughs> Like they had a little battle and they got together or whatever. And Josh Williams was talking about, he's like, yeah, I outran him in his old car or whatever. And, <laughs> and junior fan, again, I, I'm a Dale Earnhardt junior fan. And I feel like I have to apologize <laughs> for like <laughs> other junior fans. I mean, it's the same thing I have to deal with it being like a Dallas Cowboys fan. Also, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. And yes, I know. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry for the rest of them. Like, <laughs> Junior and Josh Williams were like joking around and like they clearly like each other and like Jun like he said, Junior sold him some of his old cars. But like yeah. Junior Nation came out in droves after Josh Williams on Twitter. And it was like, Chill out, y'all. Like <laughs> it's one obviously, race. obviously the fans are gonna be the worst part of that, but like Yeah. It was it was it was kinda cool. I, I, I love the fact that Dale Junior goes in and he mixes it up with them and like like totally respects it, totally gets it, like oh, yeah. you know, the it's talk about guys in in racing that get it, and Dale Jr. like gets it. I I, yeah. I, I 
I cherish every moment I see him on track now. Yeah. It, it sucks that I didn't when he was you know, before I, he retired. But you saying that completely, that was my feeling exactly. Pretty much every time Junior does these one-offs, it's like, mm-hmm. man, like I really need to appreciate this. And I, I get it this last weekend. I didn't really, but I still did. I mean, I appreciated to see yeah, 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 his yeah, name yeah. on the scoreboard. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, was cool. That's one of those things where I used to always think, I was like, maybe I'm just biased of why I think so highly of Junior. But now, like, his retirement arc, basically, that, like, all the people who weren't fans... And, again, it's not like Junior was ever unpopular. But no. he had a lot of doubters and people who would say things like say bad things about him. And now seeing, like, the full 180 of everybody else is like, oh, this guy's actually cool. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me happy. I mean, so. I wasn't, like, a huge Junior guy. Like, he wasn't my guy or anything like that. So it wasn't, yeah. you know, such, like, a huge in-depth fan of his but but now since he's retired it's like and especially all the stuff he's done um on twitter and just the the facts he's shared and cool pictures and talking about racing really really just if he was maybe more like that during his career and i know there's a lot that goes into that um maybe i would have been able to connect with him more but either way it's cool to see him now still involved in the sport still loving it oh yeah definitely a regular listener of the dale jr podcast oh yeah I gotta, I gotta watch the Jerry Nadu one. Yes, you so do. Yeah. It's really good. As a, he's he's been getting a lot more of those kind of guys lately too. Those my, yeah. those my kind of guys. So. Exactly. <laughs> so, I know, I know. Uh, That's why I said it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my takeaway from the Jerry Nadu thing. Was I was like, dude, I'm just so happy to hear from Jerry Nadu. Yeah. Because yeah. like the last thing I'd heard from him was he was it was like, yeah, he was really sad. And, like, he was coaching David Gilland early in his career, and he was like, yeah, I can't be at the racetrack, and he just, like, turned into a recluse. So Ugh. hearing that, like, Jerry Nadeau was like, yeah, I'm fine now, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I gotta, I gotta listen to that for sure. Yeah. Uh, also, somebody won the race, but... <laughs> I, I thought we could just move on from that. I didn't really... Yeah. It doesn't mean... I mean, and it also doesn't really mean anything. No, like, Gregson, the, you know... Goes, uh, gets his second win on the season pretty yeah, quickly I mean, getting hot at the right time yeah tell you what that. tell you what yeah. getting hot at the right time i i know i know we probably all share the same opinion of grax and we don't really like him that much yeah but you know you can't deny he's he's getting hot the team's yeah. gelling drivers doing the job power to him credit where credit's due so maybe one day he'll mature and i'll you know yeah not hate him. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, i don't i don't want to hate no gregson but I do. Yeah, but... <laughs> and we've had this discussion before. It's yeah. frustrating because his passion for motorsports is there and visible and apparent, and I appreciate it. But I, I cannot get past some of the things that he does that irk me. I just, like, yeah. it's, it's hard. It's so yeah. hard. I can't do it. Um, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. Uh... Tommy has nothing to say about this. Uh, the only yeah. thing I have is, is how disappointed I am that Kurt Busch wrecked. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, luckily he did well at Darlington enough to not really sink him, but yeah. still, that's not comfortable being below the he's cut still line. Got a, he's still got a good shot. I'm pretty sure he's decent at Bristol, too, as well. Oh, that's where he got his first crew in. If there's if there's a track to go to next uh, to save him, it's Bristol. So Yeah. 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 He's been historically pretty good at Bristol. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh. Truex overcame that penalty at the start, which everyone was like, oh, my God, he overcame the penalty at the start. It's like, ah, it was lap one. Like, yeah, <laughs> the stages. You know, you're going to get cautions anyway. Um, a lot of yeah. debate on this race on whether we enjoyed it or not. Um, it wasn't a, 
it wasn't a quote-unquote exciting race, but it was a race that played out naturally. It was a race that kind of went through the paces. and um, yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it. It wasn't like... Uh, I wouldn't say it was like a bad race or anything. It was just a race that happened. Yeah, I, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, if if Chase Elliott's crew doesn't screw, or not Chase Elliott's crew, Chase Elliott doesn't screw up that pit stop and lose him a lap, it's probably a lot more interesting of a race. Um, yeah. Just comers and goers, but just overall, just kind of not. I wouldn't say a procession. I mean, we had battles. We had Hamlin and Truex going back and forth towards the end, but yeah, yeah. Overall, it was, it was average Richmond race. Ryan Truex Jr. once again proves that if he has the track position and a good enough car, he'll probably win the race almost every yeah. time. Yep. But uh, if he doesn't, like he was, I mean, I did not. I mean, Hamlin was catching him. If it if it got to a wheel to wheel battle before the end of that race, Hamlin was going to win that race. Oh yeah. Um, but a Truex's crew, Truex did enough on that run previous to that last green flag stop to get him a gap, and that was basically it. Yeah. Um, I will say, going back to the Kurt Busch incident real quick, uh, that the Discord shows it too is that I, I, I wouldn't say called it, but when Kurt came off pit road and they were like, "Yeah, they got him the leader, whatever," and they like zoomed in, the cameraman was like debating on whether or not he wanted to zoom in on his left rear because all the lettering was rubbed off and the tire looked super low, and I was like, "That look like." Obviously, the tire pressures are low coming off pit road, but I was like, mm. that looks way lower than normal. And then, like, three laps later, it went flat and wrecked. I, I that was, that. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. weird. It was so weird. Like, I don't know if that was maybe, like, I don't know when that tire had that contact. Has anyone found that yet? That, does anyone know, like, no. when that happened? That's the weird thing, too, is, is they were thinking that the lettering got rubbed off because the tire was so low. But I've, I've never seen a tire be that low to do that. And he didn't have any damage on the fender, so I have no idea, like what happened to the tire. Yeah, I, I highly doubt that the tire pressure was so low that the sidewall was on the racetrack. Yeah. yeah. Unless somebody managed to perfectly hit Kurt Busch's left rear tire without hitting any of the bodywork around it, and also for him to not feel it, I have no idea what happened. Then. Like outside That's of that, so who weird. knows? Yeah. That's so weird. So. Like, everyone, yeah. everyone was just, like, all I heard the whole time was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that tire had the lettering rubbed off. Like, he was just down pit road. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it, like, it was under pacing. It was like that. Like, they yeah. hadn't even run a green flag lap. It was so weird. I don't know. Yeah. Look for it in a slap shoes NASCAR Mysteries video soon. So. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the playoff picture look like right now? Let me get a... Uh, pain, that's what it looks like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Let me get a let me get a let me get a little thing. You guys vamp for like thirty seconds. Yeah, I know Alex Bowman and Kurt Busch are tied for the last transfer spot. Yeah. Um, Bowman's there crew did are. a really good job bringing a car that won last time we were here and ran fourteenth all night. So getting ready for that round one exit. I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah. my hopes up. Very interesting playoffs picture. Something stupid's gonna happen at Bristol. I know it. So. <laughs> I mean, you look at this and like. You know, obviously with the stage points and stuff, we're, we're looking at maybe like four guys that are ahead of the bubble that could probably pretty easily drop out of that bubble at some point. Oh, uh, yeah. Brad Kozlowski in ninth is only 13 points ahead of the tie on the bubble. Kurt Busch and Alex Bowman. Uh, Michael McDowell needs a win. William Byron needs a strong night. Yeah. Um, Tyler Reddick <laughs> is only five points out. But again, there's so many guys there. It's just going to be so tough. And it's Bristol. Also, I just I remembered that Kyle Busch was dominating 
and was going to lock himself in, and then had, I think he had a speeding penalty or something like that? I believe so, yeah. It was either that, or it was the equipment interference or whatever, where they let the tire roll into the other pit box or whatever. But he's he's now in because he I think he won a stage, and he finished really well. But yeah, he did Kyle could have well. won and clinched his way in. Instead, he's only, what, eight points clear now? So... Yeah, yeah, eight points clear. I will say, little surprise for from me at least. Kevin Harvick in six, twenty-five points above the cut. Yeah, would not have guessed that from his season. No, like, it, not at it's all. A, it's really interesting because I train. Yeah, I, I really uh, I noticed that because I, I mean I did look at the playoff picture afterwards and, um, like you said, I mean they've just been not themselves. Uh, he must that would be, be going to get his food. Yeah. Um, but I'm still here. Yeah, it just um, good on the team for figuring out, I guess. Even Almarola hasn't been like as bad as he was during the regular season, from what I yeah. followed. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I could be just shooting the breeze they, here, but I don't know. Maybe SHR's coming around. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, Almarola's had some bad luck, but they generally haven't run very well. Um, and he ran really well at the start of Darlington, but faded really bad at the end of that race. As Davey's back with his food. I got my food. Um, <laughs> this is very early in the show this time. <laughs> yeah, I, um, uh, listen, I, I didn't expect it. DoorDash on their game tonight. Yeah. That's why, though, I didn't want to pick Kevin Harvick to be around one elimination. Because I was like, because he's Kevin Harvick. Like, yeah, he's like 16th on the playoff grid, but he runs like 8th every week. Like, as long as something stupid doesn't happen, they're going to be fine. So. When do you start considering Harvick to be a to be a championship threat? Because he's not um, running too shabby right now. I'm not gonna lie. Six in the points. You know all these other guys ahead of him: Blaney, Logano, Larson, Truex, and Hamlin. Those are cream of the crop this year. Yeah, that that's the thing that's difficult. Is is you look at like Hamlin, Larson. Um, they both look like locks for the final four, and then it's like, all right. Which other driver is Harvick going to knock out? Like, do you think Harvick's going to beat Blaney, Logano, Truex, Chase Elliott, you know, Kyle Busch if he if he doesn't if he avoids disaster next week? <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. that's tough. I mean, you, putting it like that, like, okay, what one of those guys would he knock out? Like, I maybe Blaney just because it's. I mean, it's easy to say that just because Blaney hasn't yeah. always been up front, but I mean, still, given the season that Harvick's had. Um, I just don't know. I don't know where he fits in to that equation. Yeah, it's really tough. If if they had a if they'd won a race or two this season, it'd be a lot easier to pencil him in. Yeah, but it's it's hard to if you go back to say 2014, the first year of this, where there weren't the playoff points and everybody was still kind of figuring things out. Like it was easy for a guy like Ryan, or I wouldn't say easy, but it was more plausible for a guy like Ryan Newman to sneak into the final four like that because everybody was tripping over themselves trying to win. And it cost Jeff Gordon and Brad Keselowski and everybody else some spots. And then Newman just kind of slid in there. So it's, mm. it's going to be tough though. I think they're running a lot better than they have all season, but it's, you know, you got to knock somebody off in order to, to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought that was interesting. I hadn't really paid attention to Kevin Harvick, but I just noticed he was really high up in points. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Not what I would have guessed. Like I probably, I probably had him going through this round, but never I, th I think he was like sixth or seventh in points in the regular season before the reset so really? he was the one yeah he was he was probably like actually he's probably like eighth or ninth but 
Like, he was solidly up in the top ten. Like, mm. they're just really good at finishing, like, sixth this year. <laughs> so. Anyway. Speaking of championship runs, Tommy. Speaking of those. Here's, here's, here's one you know a little bit about. Yes. IndyCar. Portland yeah, this what's, weekend. What's the PNW. This season in IndyCar, if you haven't been paying attention, where have you been? Mm. This championship battles everything that I talk about when I say full season championships are. Oh my god, not this one, not uh, this not, one. I'm not going in just yet. I'm just saying this is kind of what I'm talking about here. It's been exciting from the start. Pato Award got a big advantage. Pelos had. Let me back up a, a, a couple steps here. Alex <laughs> Pelos won the race. All right. Okay. Scott Dixon had a great day. The Ganassi camp is looking good. Erickson had a good day as well. He's sort of fringe now talking about championship battles. But either way, Pelot won the race. A much-needed rebound from a dire last two weeks that saw his points lead disappear. I lose it by quite a bit. And then Pato Award this week was on the wrong end of things. Uh, mm-hmm. Strategy-wise, race-wise, and all of a sudden, I mean, he had not not like the worst day in history, but just not a great one. Especially when you got Polo winning the pole, uh, winning the race. I mean, and his other championship rivals finishing way ahead of him as well, like Dixon. Mm-hmm. Things just keep getting crazy in IndyCar. This this year's championship battle has been like a knockdown, like drag out, just fight amongst oh, yeah. like four to five guys. I mean, even for that short period of time where, like, the, the, a lot of the contenders were at the back and Graham Ray Hall was leading, he was suddenly, like, yeah. kind of almost bursting into the pic, like, far, far back. Yeah. But, like, kind yeah. of bursting into the picture, like, there's a shot here. I mean, there's, you can't, you can't write it. I mean, it's been insane. Yeah. It's been and, great. Uh, and I, I really think whatever happens in the next two weeks, I don't know that, uh, I don't know if I can say if I can really even say who's going to win yet. I mean, it'd be yeah. easy for me to say, well, Polo, as long as he doesn't have bad luck, he's going to get there. But, you know, there's something about Scott Dixon. He's always there, much to my dismay. Uh, <laughs> and this and, is uh, now I, I now realize <laughs> and understand how people who weren't fans of Jimmy Johnson feel. Yeah, no, I mean, watching Scott Dixon I'm in any car because he's always there. Like even after wrecking at Gateway early on. <laughs> Somehow he's still in his. He picture. was in the lap one. He was in the lap one incident in yeah. Portland as well. Yeah, it's it's. This is what it feels like. It's brutal because I just want him to go away. Scott just Dixon. Want one season where I don't have to be like, oh God, Scott Dixon. Yeah. You know. No one's. This isn't a surprise. Like no one's saying, oh Scott Dixon. You know, oh he's not that good. Everybody knows he's good. We get it. Yeah. But like, I want. I would love a new team to win a championship, especially mm-hmm. Aaron McLaren and and. Pato Award. That'd be great. Yeah. That's what yeah. I want. But even if it's a Ganassi team, God, please let it be Polo <laughs> or even Erickson if he, he could muster yeah. up that. Because, man, it's brutal. It's unstoppable. It's such an impressive season by like a lot of these guys. I mean, this has been so up and down. There's been so much that's happened. I, like, this championship <laughs> picture has... I mean, it's, it's, stayed, it, it's stayed the same, but it's just... The same, well, like, five guys rotating yeah. in and out. And this is even without – I mean, you think about all the problems, the retirements that Colton Hurtis had this season, Nashville, mm. Gateway. Early on, I think – was it Barber or was it St. Pete? No, he won St. Pete, so I think it was Barber. But but he had, like, 
a stretch of three races where he retired, then he won, then he retired again. Mm-hmm. You know, if he, and this is something I think that's that's been a knock on him for a while was really if he was more consistent. Let's say Nashville, it's like okay, you don't need to win the race, just rein him in a little bit. Uh, we yeah. might still be talking about you know, and and if in ants or in racing throughout, and you can't you can't really go there, but. He could definitely be in the title battle given his pace, and I think everybody knows that. It's just oh, yeah. not going to be this year. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. God. Speaking of Andretti drivers, uh, awesome to see Rossi back on the podium for the first time this year after what's been a horrible season. <laughs> he had the pace to catch. Um, he had the pace to catch Polo, yeah. but it was a little too little too late, and he ran off there at the end as well. Oh, he, he dropped a wheel. Yeah. Whatever but, um, gets his confidence back. So I like Rossi. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and it's... he's very much a driver that kind of thrives on those positive runs. Yeah. It's he's really just... Guy. It's It's bizarre. It doesn't feel right that a guy who two years ago was definitely a threat for the championship. I mean, 2020 him for him was nothing short of a disaster. And then, you know, you kind of expected things to maybe turn around a little bit this year. And it, I guess maybe he hasn't retired as much, but still the finishes aren't there. And yeah. it's, it's weird. I, I think it was just his confidence was down because it was like everything that could go wrong did go wrong last season. And now that Hurt has ascended, it kind of makes you, as his teammate, kind of, you almost see, think like he's looking over at the other stall, like, well, they're winning races. Why aren't we? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Tough to be a Rossi fan, but super happy he ran well and got himself oh, a podium. Yeah. It's been a long time coming for that kid. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Oh, yeah. Well, right. speaking of Andretti, real quick, as an aside, I know you don't really talk about Formula One every day, but also the rumors of Andretti buying into Sauber, Alfa Romeo F1, doesn't look like that's going to happen, which is, for me, disappointed because I, I, I feel like I would want to see that. And I know that I would root for that team more than any F1 program I have before in my life, mm. uh, even with whatever team Hulkenberg happened to be on the that for a season or two but um <laughs> man it's it's uh that would have been cool and i hope they still have some interest in indycar or sorry in formula one uh but uh not gonna be a sabre i guess yeah should we should we talk about italy should we talk about that race it's worth yeah. it's worth a little bit of discussion My, I because i t- totally forgot to put that on the sheet <laughs> it was a pretty big uh coming together of the championship <laughs> yeah. race literally a, a yeah. pretty like a pretty iconic moment yeah um, oh yeah and not the first uh, time, not the first time they've they've gotten together, but this time with both of them being out, it reminded mm-hmm. me a lot, a lot of the Rosberg and Hamilton uh, mm. clash. In the whole season, sure. I mean, you have like Austria and such, but but really, of course, what everyone was thinking was Catalonia, all those years yep, ago. Yeah, Spain. Um, so, wow, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. yeah, I wasn't able to watch F one, but I still remember my. I still remember the feeling that I got in my chest when I watched Hamilton and Rosberg wreck in yeah. Catalonia. Yeah. I like, seriously, it was like, like I, I'm not fans of either of them, but that sinking feeling like, Oh my God, it was insane. They let that happen. <laughs> yeah, they just that, let that happen. Seriously. That was kind of that moment where you realized you're like, this is not going to work for another year. Like this mm-hmm. is it for the, like one of them has to go at the end of the season. Yeah. I yeah. think for me, it really came to a head at Austria. Um, because, Man, yep. I mean that that whole season it was building up, and yeah, you had that, but then the fact that it happened again, and then there was just 
total chaos. I mean, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but it wasn't good. And, yeah. uh, oh, man. Yeah, that, that's still, I mean, I, I know it was only between a singular team and two drivers within that team. But, but regardless, that season still, to me, was like one of the best F1 seasons I've watched. I haven't watched as long as Davey has, so I can't speak to I know what he thinks is the best. But for me, yeah, at yeah, least, yeah. in my time of watching, nothing has compared to that year thus far. This, I think gets close and probably is going to end up taking over by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unless like it hasn't been a good few weeks outside of spa, which I mean, they kind of won by default, but it has not been a good few races for Verstappen and Red Bull. And it doesn't, you don't want to start trending the way that Vettel and Ferrari did in 2018, <laughs> where they looked like they had it locked down and then Vettel fell apart at the end of that season. Don't remind me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Do we do we have any thoughts on the the incident? It's it's a powder keg, but racing incident. I think the penalty was a little harsh on Max, but yeah. I understand why it was given. It was still dangerous. I, I would definitely um, agree with that. Um, but you know, I think the penalty was harsh. I think I'm not a Max or a Lewis like I. I want to see Max win purely for the sake of parity and seeing a yeah. different Same. face and a different team winning the, the at least the drivers championship. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, that's what you're going to get at the pinnacle of motorsports and two drivers going after the greatest prize in racing on the earth. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get heated moments like that. I don't know that a three pace place grid penalty is, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, it's not yeah. huge. I, it, it is, is. It is quite harsh. I, I think, I think it's a little harsh. The um, thing that gets me about this incident is the double standard when it's compared to the Britain incident. Because the the argument for Lewis in that was, oh, well, Max didn't leave him enough room. But it's like, well, he did, but Lewis missed the corner. So is he supposed to anticipate him missing the corner? But then Max is, or, but then Lewis isn't supposed to give Max room in the chicane, even though he's there, knowing that he's not going to back off. I, yeah. I made a tweet today about Formula One fans who don't know yeah. anything about the yeah. sport. And it's most of them. <laughs> it's most of them that don't know anything about racing or the sport. Um, I think we're all pretty reasonable, so we see that nonsense yeah. as what it is as nonsense. Um, I mean, I'm I, looking at it, looking at it from a purely human element. Um, Lewis Hamilton, we can paint him as whatever we want to paint him as, but as a racing driver, he is, he's, he's fierce. He's not going to let you go. His idol was Ayrton Senna. Like he, he, he can play this like nice boy thing all he wants. He's yeah. going to, he's an asshole on track straight up. He is. He knows exactly what to do to make you annoyed. He knows how to race you wheel to wheel. He's going to do that to you to make you not want to do it. Max Verstappen is the same way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he gets angry and he, he's, he's a little fiery. So he's not going to play well. It's, he's not going to play nice. That's why they have these. That's why this is the second time they've had to come in together. Yeah. I don't think it's the last one. Genuinely. Oh, no. They, no. They're, they're, they, they, they just, they're, they are born to clash like those two drivers. There's just they no are... way it doesn't, it doesn't not happen again. That turn is literally the unstoppable force moving the immovable <laughs> object because Max was not going to back off and Lewis wasn't going to move. Nope. Like Lewis was not going to give him the they're room. They're both the too stubborn and it makes yep. them phenomenal race car drivers, but it leads to crashes. Yeah. So. Uh, this, as an aside, really, Davey, as you're saying all that, really took me back and to, to rein it on in here with the Fake Racers <laughs> podcast. My God, we've had some moments like that in our in our past. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, luckily we get we're at the uh, point now to where it doesn't really yeah, bother it, us it's that much. Computers, it's pixels, but, but 
you know, we have had some of those. We have the history. It is a good thing I'm too much of a pushover when it comes to sim <laughs> racing because I, <laughs> I feel like that's the only reason why I've been a, I've not kicked anybody from a race as admin of the USRL. There were many <laughs> times. Got close, times. Gotten close. There were many times <laughs> where Davey would put his car. Right, I mean, he uh, like he said about Lewis Hamilton, it's right where it annoys you. And it's <laughs> me being how I was, I uh, I guess you could say was like Max Verstappen in the fiery kind of aspect where it would get to me and it was it was brutal. Uh, honestly, that's a really good comparison because like just from what I've noticed, like Tommy, you are a very emotional driven <laughs> driver. It's I and, wish like, it wasn't, totally but I lines am. up with the Max Verstappen <laughs> comparison. Yeah. 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 So um speaking of very talented drivers ricardo's back yeah he never left oh dude i i I like i'm I'm so freaking happy for him oh my god i was like yelling when i found out like i said i didn't get to watch but when i heard he won i was freaking out really cool um oh my god i love that screen grab of of uh valtteri looking over at uh zach brown ricardo and lando norris and like they're all pumped for ricardo and Valtteri's like, oh, is this what having a supportive team looks like? Man. <laughs> um, there is also a tweet that I loved where, because uh, now that Ricardo gets to, to test drive Dale Earnhardt's old car, it's that because he won, Dan Ricardo now gets to become Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s father. So. <laughs> I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet. <laughs> um, also, so happy for McLaren and Zach Brown. I oh, love yeah. that program. I love what they're doing. I love hearing from them. I love their plan. I agree with it. I see it. I see the vision. They're they're doing so well this season. I'm so happy for them. It totally snuck up on me that it's been nine years since they've won a race. Dude, it, it I is. I was like, they had to have won a race since then. No, this is the first one. You got to, dude. The McLaren fall from grace. I mean, they were champions in the early 2010s, and and so fast. The 2012 McLaren remains like probably one of the most the prettiest F1 cars I've ever seen. Um, oh yeah. The fall from grace. Oh my gosh. I mean, they yeah. were they, they were the they were the joke. They were the butt of every joke in Formula One for a few years. We, we, there was a couple of years where I thought they were done. Like, I thought they were yeah. going to fold. It we, just seemed we, like it. We talked about when we started watching F1 and whatnot. And for me, it was 2015, which was really, oh, um, I think that was, I mean, that was so low. Because you have Jensen Button and Fernando Alonso. And it made me scratch my head because of what I knew of F1 before. Um, those two drivers, that didn't seem right. They shouldn't be running where they are not yeah. scoring points or, or whatever it was just bizarre and uh and and not just them but just mclaren in general it just didn't seem right it was weird and mm. uh i mean driving that car and i racing i understand but <laughs> anyway. oh my gosh. yeah god so it, jensen button i feel like i haven't heard that name in a decade yeah it was really cool when he came back at monaco that one year and i wish he did so, better but there there's a there's a funny thing about that is so when he came back and he flipped Pascal Verline into the barriers, uh, <laughs> oh, he got crazy. he he got a five play, uh, place grid penalty for that, and then he's never <laughs> raced since. So if when he comes would, back though, yeah, when that was... from, he still has <laughs> when he to comes serve back. that penalty. Like I'm, like I'm genuinely serious. If he ever runs another F1 race, he will have a five place grid penalty. Even he though he should that do was, it to clear his name four years ago. God, that's so... great. <laughs> This is the cool part. We, we in USRL, we ran an F1 series a couple 
probably a year ago <laughs> at this point. And it, it was a lot of this. Um, yeah. Not many people showed up. You know, it was just kind of more casual. But Matthew would go on great F1 tangents about F1 history. Dude. Fun facts like that. I live for that. <laughs> that was the funnest I, series ever. I am a connoisseur of, like, <laughs> obscure F1 teams from, like, 1985 <laughs> to 1997. And I don't know why that time period attracts me to it so much, but I've gotten our uh, Michael Murata fan of the show hooked on bad <laughs> F1 teams now. Oh, so yeah. He's maybe, that, maybe that's a show we need to start. It's just me talking about F1. So. That I would do an effort to listen to. <laughs> that, era, that era of F1 sounds like the 2000s in, sports, in American sports car racing. Oh, yeah. Where it's all scams. <laughs> it's all fake. There's no real money involved. It's just a bunch of people saying they have money, spending money they don't have. And then going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, yeah. To get on a quick tangent, that era of F1 was like, the rules are changed. It's the Wild West now. Who's got like a million dollars? All right. Well, who says I they have a million dollars? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's got an Italian shoe business yeah. and they can purchase an old F1 car? I'm all okay. about it. I'm all in there. I'm in there like swimwear. I wish oh, I man. wish I could be there, but you know, not, you know what I'm. Time. You know what I'm all about, though? What are you all about, Matthew? I'm all about Circle B diecast. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> Me too. Circle B. I'm a, I have yeah. a very satisfied customer, but what if I wanted more? Well. well. <laughs> good. You can go ahead, Davey. I don't have a bit plan. <laughs> well, what you can do, Tommy, is when you go to when you go to when you go to customer your order, when you go to add to cart, and then you want to you want to check out. Take a look. Take a look in that shipping, in that shipping, in the in the little cart thing. Take a look. To get your eyeglasses out. <laughs> I'm looking. And I want you to see how much money you spent. Uh -huh. Have you spent over twenty dollars, Tommy? Well, it so happens that I have. That's crazy. So, so what can I do? It's gonna ask you for a coupon code somewhere. It's gonna be a dialog box, and I want you to type in in all capital letters J T N. So when you hit when you hit submit, if it's a pre-ordered item, maybe this will happen later. But let's say it wasn't a pre-ordered item. When you hit submit and you get charged for that, you know that shipping fee you normally pay? It's annoying. It's if you use code JTN, you don't have one. You don't, don't have to have worry one. about it. There's no such thing as shipping fees with the code JTN if you have a $20 or more order on Circle B Diecast. Where'd wait. they go? So, so you're telling me. Eaten by I, JTN codes. If, if I go to CircleBDiecast.com, and I order something that's over $20, and I put in the code JTN, I get free shipping? You get free shipping. And if it's a oh pre-order, if it's God. a pre-order, check this out. If it's a yes. pre-order, they're not even going to charge you until it ships. What? You want to know the cool thing about that? It happens automatically, and you don't have to pay for it, because JTN code has already done the hard work for you. You won't have to pay for shipping when it ships. JTN putting in the hard work, It's man. done you the legwork. Like it's, it. it's been there. It's done that. Yeah, it's yeah. done. It's like... It's, it's like... It's done. It's the legwork. And you know what's good about the JTN code is that, that it beats walking. So let's talk about our Circle B diecast picks. Sure. Well, I guess I'll start. Uh, <laughs> speaking of beats walking, how about Joe our man BJ McLeod gave him a big shout out last week. We're giving him another big shout out this week with the uh, the 2021 Gatorland slash Boggy Creek Airboat, or Airboat Rentals 124th NASCAR diecast, aka the car that he scored his first career top 10 in. And you guys want to know something secret? Well, it's not really secret because it's on the public website, but I'm going to put it up there anyway. Uh, 
there's the normal die cast is 64.99 but if you pre-order the one that's autographed by bj and fellow car owner matt tift it's also 64.99 you're getting two free autographs and it's over the 20 dollars thing you get two free autographs and free shipping what more could you want from up-and-coming team owners bj mcleod and matt tift you can't beat it yeah you really can't and that's 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 historical i mean that is historical that's a moment in nascar history yes Absolutely. So, uh, 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 speaking of NASCAR history, I uh, my pick is is the pre-order. It's it's running at Bristol, the Carson Hover Car, Carson Hosevar, uh, the 2021 uh truck diecast, styled like Johnny Benson's Excited Ride. Um, looks really pretty. Got a big old lightning bolt down the side, but Circle B diecast. I think this truck is attractive. Cool. You should get it, and we should get it produced because it's beautiful. And that's what I have to say about that. Uh, you know, it's not the first time this season Carson Hovercar's done a Johnny Benson throwback. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. We like Johnny you're, Benson. You're gosh darn right you and, are. And we're, we're all about that. And, and like you said, it is very attractive. You want to know what else is attractive? <laughs> Casey <laughs> Mears. Let me tell you. No way. My pick Let me t- <laughs> here for the Circle B diecast picks of the of the week is is a great eight by ten photograph of the one and only. When you think of the word sexy, I'm sure a lot of people have different connotations with the word. For me, it's a beautiful buzz cut, sunglasses, and a fire suit worn by Let none other you. than California's favorite Casey Mears. Oh, 2007 one. Coke 600 champion Casey Mears. That is one handsome fella. Hey, listen, you 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 can call it no Mex Colon all you want. I see that scowl on his face. I know what he's thinking. He's like, well, I don't know he what he's thinking. What he thinking? I don't know. Well, uh, he's thinking, uh, hey, hey, ladies. That's well, yeah, sure. See, I think what he's doing because it's 2005, and he's like, man, I wish Circle B Diecast had been invented already, so I could get 20 percent <laughs> off. Of <laughs> I think you're right. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, and, and you'll notice something. This doesn't come out to $20, but let me tell you what, you're not going to want just one. You know, come on. You're going to want at least three of these guys. That'll get you past the mark. You'll get your free shipping, and you're going to get three of these beautiful photographs. Limited time, well, not limited time offer, but limited quantities. you got to get it hot while you can. Case of Mirrors, number 42, <sighs> driver of the Target Dodge 2005, beautiful strapping young man at that point yeah whole career ahead of him so much promise and hope go, go get your piece of that today now that's yeah. a piece of nascar history that is absolutely is. a piece of nascar history that ad read might be a piece of nascar history too <laughs> that was our best one yet <laughs> speaking of nascar uh, history <laughs> we're, we're gonna make some soon right 2020 we are we got huge schedule we're changes going- we're going to the LA. We're going to the LA. We're finally done. We're it. going it's to taken, the LA. It's taken years, and you know what? But we're going there, and it's happening. Uh, and Tommy, I can't wait for somebody to be like, "Hey, they're going to LA. Are you got you and Matthew going to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's only eight hours away." Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's one part of it. The other part of it is I'm not going to be in the state by then anyway. So. Oh, true. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, Tommy, are you going to go to the LA? Oh, well, no, dude, I can't. <laughs> dude, what? <laughs> anyway, that's crazy. The clash is confirmed for uh, running at the LA Coliseum a uh, week before the Super Bowl, just like we predicted last week. So, yep. yep. Honestly, again, I, I, Tommy, what are your thoughts? Because we have, we don't know, we don't know what you think. 
Yeah, I haven't spoken much about this. Why not is really my takeaway. Thank you. I don't really see why not. There's going to be yeah. those people, and you'd be surprised that I'm not one of them, but you would say, oh, why are you doing that? Just go run it North Wilkesboro. One of these. But, like, why not? Eyeballs. It's something new, different, new, unique. And maybe it puts on a good race, maybe it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. That's secondary. The fact that it's in L.A., <clears throat> huge market, yeah. it's going to bring attention to it. And I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's a good race, too, and we go back there again. I don't know. Why not? Well, it's been... You're telling me that NASCAR fans on Twitter complain too much? No. And don't and don't know what they want? Oh. Couldn't what? do that. No, but I, I really think why not? Like especially like with it. the composite body cars, hopefully we can get some crashing and bashing. Not just at this race, but with other ones where you don't hit somebody, you know, you gently push on them and all of a sudden your tires are going down. But you know, yeah. it's, look at somebody wrong and your radiator yeah, explodes. It's 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 worth a shot. And I really do think, you know, if I was in the area, I would absolutely go. Um, but you know, why not? Why not? Racing's been there before too. So, Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know what I am in the area for, but I'm not going to be going to is because Sonoma still not part of the West coast swing for some reason. Makes literally no sense. Instead. They're like, I don't we'll know go to why Sonoma they don't... when it's like 110 degrees and there's not a single know... tree in sight for shade. Yeah. I don't know why they don't just do that. Like, why? I want to know what the actual reasoning is. Because it makes too much sense. Because you can't tell me it's for rain. Yeah. We're racing that. We're racing that crud. It's got to be because it's in wine country, and that's when all the wineries are open. That has to be the only reason. I can't Uh, imagine any other reason. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're definitely right. It's definitely true, and I I could definitely see that. (sighs) Man, also logistically, just to go out there and back again for one weekend – and like mm-hmm. I get it, like they they top teams will do that anyway. But with the interchangeability of the next gen car, I don't know, man. And like I, you've talked about it before, but but I would love to see it on the West Coast swing. Of course, with the time of year, it would be better if it wasn't a million degrees. And I get the winery yeah. thing, but also visually, getting green Sonoma would be yes. sick. <laughs> like it'd be so cool to see. Because it is Sonoma cool. Is gorgeous. So. Ah, man, a move I like a lot. We kind of. We're skipping around our points here, but move I like a lot. Homestead in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh my god. To take it. <laughs> it's in the um, it's in the last round. Yeah. I believe it's, so. Yeah. It's 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 Vegas. The last round before the before the Phoenix races. Vegas, Miami, Martinsville. I love that. That is oh, yeah. such a good string of races right there. Tommy, I know you don't like the playoffs, but we, we're talking about no. The, and then, the, that, I'm that not going to suspend. You know my thoughts on that for a second and just yeah, say I don't know how about for another like 10 minutes sure whatever <laughs> but, but the fact that it's in the playoffs at all is is a good step but if it was going to be in the playoffs at all, I'd rather be the last race but we all know yeah, I, how we yeah, feel yeah. about that it's not an unpopular it's nothing new nothing crazy <sighs> just saying but at least yeah. it's in the it's in the playoffs oh yeah if, dude, if they give that like Actually, no, it's going to be next gen, so it doesn't matter. But if it's like the big motor small blade package like we've had at other mile and a half this year, mm-hmm. it's going to be Yeah, it's good. It's great. Homestead's um, going to be fun. I, yeah. like, I'm, like I said, I'm really glad it's it's where it's at in the playoffs. Especially for now. Richmond being out, too. Like, when we talked about Richmond earlier, too, but it's not the most exciting race in the universe. I feel like it used to be a lot better, and then that's when the sealer talk comes in. But, but 
despite that, I mean, it's not like that track provides much action. <laughs> like, I don't know. Not, and action doesn't take the form of Rex all the time. Not that there's been a whole lot of Rex at Richmond in recent races, but mm. at least Homestead gives you something, you know, I don't know, yeah. more so than Richmond, certainly. Yeah. So, I like yeah, it. for sure. It's good. If a, if a track was going to be removed for it, sure, Richmond. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, speaking of tracks being removed, well, I shouldn't say tracks, but Pocono's losing one of its dates, uh, and we're going to Gateway, just like we uh, kind of talked about last week. Not a totally bad move, but like we talked about last week, is that means that Pocono race is going to be back to probably 400 miles. Yeah. <laughs> eh. <laughs> yeah. eh. Not thrilled you know. about that. No. Yeah, eh. just... Go ahead, Matthew. I was going to say, because both Pocono races were really good this year, and I think it was yeah. due to the shorter length. They were good. They were good. I even watched them and pew. So pew. I mean, I could sit here and say how great it would be if they were not stage races because I don't think there's a problem with 400 mile races when you have strategy that isn't like predetermined for you. Yeah, we get that sometimes when there's weird cautions, but not as much as I feel like Pocono always was. And um, mm. I wouldn't mind it if it was like that. But but again, you're right. I mean, now that it's going to be the only date, it, it's going to be 400 miles. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you yeah. should just take both Pocono races and combine them into one 600-mile race. <laughs> you might as well. I'll be honest the with you. The 12 hours of Pocono. Sure. That would be that would be a grueling race, dude. <laughs> dude. Like, for the drivers, especially. It'd be brutal. Can you imagine a transmission lasting that long? Because well, that's Ryan one of the Newman's few ovals wouldn't... that you shipped that to. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Forrest. Wonder... <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, and, but think about that, though. They're probably, I mean, they're definitely going to be shifting down, especially with the next-gen gearbox as well, maybe even oh, down to fourth in turn three. I don't, or one, I, I don't know. We're, no one knows at this point, but I don't know. Yeah. It would be grueling. I don't know. Would it be entertaining? I'm not sure, but. Probably not. <laughs> right. oh, That's no, fun it's... to think about anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. We, we good with Cup of Gateway, too? I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm excited. Sure. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, as long as the power stays on, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Coda moved earlier in the season. Probably a good move, hopefully, yeah. to avoid the crazy torrential downpour that we had. Oh, I really what? think that race is going to be fine when we get a decent weather. <laughs> I really, really, really – I think it's great. I, I really think Coda was going to be fun. It, it's a shame it turned out the way it did, and I think that soured a lot of people's opinions yeah. on it unjustifiably because i yeah. think it it will put on terrific races and you know there's there's obviously going to be growing pains on a lot of the new tracks that we're going to see not only this season but next season as well and that's kind of part of the game nothing's going to be yeah. perfect on the first try you're lucky if, yep. it, if it is and uh i think that the schedule moves a good move hopefully it, it, it's not like it was last year but i still yeah. think no matter what it's going to put on a good race the only so, thing I wish that was different about Coda is if they had like a slightly shorter layout. They do. Because, yeah. If or I should say if they ran a slightly shorter layout, cut out a couple of the real slow if kind they, of. If they cut cars. off that big old like you know how Coda's shaped like a triangle, right? Sure. Yeah. Let's say that's Coda. If you cut down that ending bit in the triangle, like there's a layout that runs that, and like I think that yeah. would probably be maybe better. Yeah. yeah. I think that layout the thing about that layout is that cutoff. There's, I think there's a chicane in it, right? There's a chicane in, in that. <laughs> that. That's the only problem I have with it. And, of course, they could just repaint the track. Sure. Like they could just re- move some curves around, repaint the track. It's and all be asphalt fine. anyway. 
exactly. Uh, yeah, th- yeah. There is a chicane that cuts that off. Yeah, yeah that get, cuts get rid of that s- stupid chicane. It cuts that off the out. second half of the S's and also cuts that super long straightaway in half. Yeah. Um, and then you keep like the so the that, kind of switch back towards the end of the track. That would be my kind of um, only knock against doing a layout like that would be I think having that hairpin after the S's and then also that long straightaway does definitely promote passing. So like, yeah. If you could almost cut off one of the, because it does a basically, a, a it's mouth. not a hairpin, but it's you cut in and then you cut in again. If you could bypass one of those two long corners at the very end of it, maybe like the second one, I feel like it'd be a better track for for stock cars at least. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I think that's a good take. Yeah. In fact, I'm yeah. thinking about that in my head. Well, but I'll tell you this. This is what I'll tell you, is um. <laughs> the that kind of the first kind of switchbacky thing after the long straightaway that's where i saw some of the coolest racing uh because you've got guys with whole different entries different lines are taken through the corner when i say coda was a good race that's what people need to pay attention to because that was sick yeah i'm I'm just glad i'm glad they didn't give up on coda after one year because the first race didn't go particularly well i was gonna say that i i'm really glad nascar is revisiting a lot of these tracks that we tried this year giving them a chance to breathe and to grow and to find their place and, and make it work um it would be disappointing if we do the same mistake that we made you know a few years back where we lock into these tracks forever let's not do that <laughs> but let's at least get let's at least give these tracks some some time to find where they're supposed to be um bristol dirt let's work that out let's fix the let's fix the problems that the you know that we had that weren't related to just the inherent nature of the cars you know see if we can make that happen coda the rain was no fault of the track i mean road america i think some people had a problem at road america because the laps were long <sighs> and then i mean that's i thought it was just good. Road america. I it was nature of the beast this. there's a cutoff i mean there is a cutoff that you can cut through but then people complain that like oh it messes up with fuel mileage and i while i while i understand that i also think um deal with it that's your job <laughs> yeah that is your job that's what you get paid to do i, I don't know you know you're you are one of the smartest people in motorsports right now if you are a top level cup team like strategist yeah you can almost kind of look at you could just do it <laughs> you can almost kind of look at this season and how they've experimented with so many tracks as like it's a good thing next gen was pushed back till next year because could you imagine if they threw out like if you had the rumors about the next gen and the problems that it allegedly has on top of Bristol dirt, them not keeping up with track prep and the rain at Coda and um, the curb at Indianapolis, like all of that stacked onto a new car that would look terrible on yeah. NASCAR's part. So it's almost like a good, it's a good thing. We're using this holdover year to kind of iron out those issues. I'm just thinking about all the rear diffusers would have ripped off at Indy. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Because the gap splitter is gonna go right over it, and then it's just gonna like the car's gonna kick up into the air as the diffuser gets ripped. It's like that myth. Have you guys seen that MythBusters episode where it's like that piece of the car like drops down? They were wondering if yeah, Yeah. the drive shaft drops down and like it catapults the car. It would have just been that like over and over again. I literally saw a clip of that like yesterday. So oh my god that <laughs> so, that's awesome yeah since, oh, man. since i mentioned the uh next gen why don't we uh skip forward a thing real quick because last week we talked about the next gen test at daytona mm. and then right after 
that drivers were talking about how it got super hot in the cars because the exhaust splits and they were testing i don't know what those air intakes on the windows are called um but they were testing different layouts of like having them at the base of the windshield or one at the top to kind of vent the the air in and uh a guy um i'm forgetting his his twitter name right now but he he works for carl long's team i've known him from Rura for years he's talking about how yeah uh sebastian laforce that's his name um he was talking about how they wouldn't let MBM run a road course windshield at Daytona because it had the hole drilled in it that they had patched over for the windshield wiper. But now they're cutting holes in the windshield to put air intakes on it. Now it's fine. So it's it's just weird. Like, it's stuff with the, the next gen just keeps getting weird. I'm sure there's a structural reason why they were able to do it at Daytona. Yeah. Maybe it was a problem they could have anticipated, so they had, you know... Because, like... Were the air intakes in the window? Were they just straight through the glass, or were they, they like there were like was, panels, right? Like it was like that little scoop design that you see on the side windows. It was like one of those at the base of the windshield. Hmm. Gotcha. I, I saw these pictures, but I can't remember what they look like. So yeah, huh, there's one. I think it was just like two little rectangular openings at the top. I think was one of the other ones. Yeah. So hmm. I I don't know if this is a story. It's just a a weird little thing that I felt like I should bring up. Yeah. I mean that's that's the thing of putting together a new car. You're gonna have trial and error like that, and sometimes you're gonna do things that aren't congruent with things you did in the past. I don't know. It's part of the innovation yeah. process. It yeah. happens, you know. So, yeah. Hopefully the heat issues are resolved because I remember that Xfinity race at uh, Indio a few years back, where they had the, all the windows sealed up and like ever like half the field was like dying of heat exhaustion after the race. Yeah, kill our drivers. Woo. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Speaking of Xfinity, Xfinity, oh, that's silly good segue. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I want, dude, my segue game's on. Point. That's good. <laughs> um, uh, on less exciting news, maybe not for Matt, uh, Justin Allgaier and Brandt return to JRM in 2022. Pretty cool. Justin Allgaier deserves that seat. He is doing quite a good job. Um, as good as an ex- as good an Xfinity lifer lifer as we'll ever get, and I'm. Glad he's found his place. Yeah. Um, and that's not sarcastic. I'm glad he's found his place. He's yeah. probably enjoying himself a lot more in Xfinity than he would in Cup. So. Yeah. 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 Probably where he's staying, unless the JRM Cup team ever materializes. <laughs> in which case, it's like him and Josh Berry just pencil him in. Yep. So. Yep. I'm happy. Yeah. Kind of knew it was coming. So. Um. Less. Less. Uh. Predictable. Sheldon Creed going to rcr and xfinity um kind of the catalyst for this next rumor um door bumper clear kind of dropped like a little riddle about a driver that's going or about ty dillon the team he's going to be racing for next year in cup uh i, I forget what the what it, what it was but it was like the team he's going to uh someone's going to the rcr ride or i don't the yeah, team something like that yeah the driver the driver who's going to go to an RCR ride, the team he comes from is Ty Dillon's new cup team. And it's like, okay, well, that went quick. Yeah. <laughs> like four hours <laughs> they, later, it's like, they announced, RCR. <laughs> they oh. announced it like today. But um, basically, it seems like Ty Dillon is going to be in the GMS Cup car in 2022. Which, well, how do we feel about that? Um, eh. Ty Dillon does not impress know. me. Ty Dillon doesn't impress me, and it never has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, so I'm not really impressed by it. 
I guess I would say, oh, cool, you know, GMS has somebody that's had cup experience before, but does uh-huh. it even really matter as much considering the entire platform's changing? Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. Yeah. Ty Dillon? Mm-hmm. I... I genuinely forgot on a weekly basis that ty dylan was in the 13 car like <laughs> yep. honestly if you tell like i had to think about it, i was like oh yeah he was still in cup last year like i yeah, have already God. forgotten about him and jermaine um god yeah you're right and oh, it's, not, it's not to say he's been bad he's just been anonymous like he's just been like a field field yeah like and i know jermaine was obviously not the same level as rcr but he didn't have those weird streaky runs that austin dylan's been able to go on uh, like, even Casey Mears in the Jermaine car was more impressive. Speaking yeah. of Casey Mears, right. more impressive than Ty Dillon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're completely right. And I, I don't, you know, it's not like I don't like the dude. He's a good, he's a good guy and whatnot. But, yeah. but again, um, somebody could do better. Who could definitely do better? I don't know who that would be for GMA. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But I mean. Take your pick. There's plenty of drivers yeah. out there. Who can probably do yeah. I don't know. And it, 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 it makes me sad to say that too, because Ty Dillon really opened up at the end of last season about some of the struggles he was having, and I, I you yeah. know, obviously you develop a soft spot for someone like that, but at the same time, in a performance-driven business, aside from money, um, you do have to perform. And he's had shots and gives equipment that, you know, maybe started well but went tits up. Too, you know, know early in the season it was kind of disastrous yeah his runs in the 54 were a disaster yeah it, it's it's disappointing because i mean he even showed like slight glimpses of promise but i mean he ended up just i mean it, it yeah. made it worse it made it all so much worse honestly he probably would have been better off picking a midfield xfinity team and trying to lift them up rather than trying to prove himself in a cup car or a cup team xfinity car that you basically have to win in when you're in that yeah, car. Well, it doesn't help either. Your case when Ty Gibbs is doing that and exactly, he just came yeah. on the scene. Really, I mean, it's like um, that's 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 difficult. But that's a good, that's a good point. Actually, it's just yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it, it didn't help his case. He wanted it to. That was the strategy, but it it didn't work out that way. And hey, if he could get this GMS right out of anything, really good good on him. Um, yeah, but there's more exciting picks, I think. But yeah that's what it is yeah that's just kind of the thing with with gms has been so late to the game kind of with the whole silly season like it, it almost seems like it's like are you guys still doing that like it's a still a thing because <laughs> like is colleagues all set track house is all set yeah like 2311's got the, the, like they already have a scheme which obviously <laughs> it's probably not going to run like that but you know they've revealed yeah. a show car and gms is like trust us we got we got a yeah, car and a drive. You know, it's like the racing group it? all over uh, again. It's yeah. at the shop right now. That's why it's not here. Well, uh, it's like TRG. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. And there's been much need to talk about their truck team as well and showing up with blank trucks. And um, I know there's questions about GMS and their their solvability. Are they still able to keep going? I guess, but we'll see. What's keeping them going? Yeah, I don't. Why? I don't know. Honestly, now that we're losing. talking about we're talking about 2000s era american sports car racing <laughs> talk about some freaky stuff they've got man. Like, like ultra motorsports vibes written all over them oh like, i know they're, that, gonna, um, they're gonna do they're gonna do an ultra motorsports thing and like win a championship and then disappear a year later it's nothing <laughs> it's nothing new for the gallagher family to be involved in weird stuff if i can bring the the aviation market into this thing they yeah. were the notorious owners of ValueJet, who had numerous safety problems and that eventually costed lives. They 
currently run Allegiant Air, which Allegiant Airlines, to be fair, I've, I've had them before. Great experience, a great deals. Got us to Hawaii for cheap and fantastic. I didn't have a problem with them, but admittedly, it's a low-budget airline. What can you expect? So so there's a, just a lot of just, it's, I'm not saying yeah. shady up front, but there's a shadow being cast, and it's just interesting to look at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued to see where it goes, because I've been wondering what has been keeping that truck team going this whole time, because it, it, there's nothing, there's nothing. There's it's not, nothing. It's not earnings. Nothing. You're not making no, any money on earnings That's what anywhere. I'm thinking, too, is with Sheldon Creed leaving, like, what is going to happen to that truck team? Because <laughs> Zane Smith has underperformed this year. Tyler Ankrum hasn't done anything. Chase Purdy's been terrible. <laughs> Rafael Lazard was supposed to run this season, and then he bounced to like five races in. <laughs> like, what is going on with that truck team? It's so weird. It's weird. They're, they're doing the. They look a lot like Turner Scott Motorsports. Like how that team like tried to go in Xfinity, and then that slowly trickled away, and then they just overexpanded in trucks, and then all just it all went bust. God, that's a great parallel. <laughs> that's like that's. Yeah, they even used the same number font yeah. as them for a while. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. You know, if not if nothing else, I hope we get a good scam story out of it on Dinner with Racers in like two years <laughs> oh, or something. Dude. Oh, I can't wait for like. I know we don't like him very much as a person, but like a Brett Moffat behind the scenes thing of GMS. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, oh, going a little off topic here, real quick. Talking about Dinner with Racers and good scam stories. We've we, we've brought it up a lot tonight, so I feel like I, there's a good one. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. His name is spelled Ryan Dalziel, but like I think it's Dial. Ryan Dial. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Dial. His Dinner with Racers episode is the most roller coaster, topsy turvy, insane story ever. Um, he talks go. about one of those sports car teams that was just built on a lie. Everything was a lie. Like I'm not, I'm not going to spoil too much, but I mean, people losing millions of dollars. AJ Allmendinger lost millions of dollars, and he got his money back, but like it's just you know future possible presidents were involved in these scams like like the levels that people will go to for this nonsense is insane so i, I like definitely check that out and you know on one hand i don't i don't hope that gms comes to that but if there is something going on at gms that's freaky i want to know about it so freaking bad <laughs> yeah i'm trying to remember the last time we had a really good nascar scam outside of dc solar that was a good one, though. Yeah, that one was oh, a good man. one. I didn't know. So, again, we're, tan we're going on a crazy tangent. But Joe's not here. There's no rules. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for him to Open this segment. Week. I'm going to get yelled at so much for this week. Um, when I watched Slapshoe's video about, like, NASCAR scam artists, I didn't know DC Solars went to that level to where they were just lying about building generators. And also, I didn't know Jeffrey Earnhardt was the reason the whole Gibbs deal was the reason that fell apart. Because he got cold feet and bounced. oh my god, that was insane. Yeah, the, the, he tanked the... his own career. Have you seen that video, Tommy? No. Okay. Wow. So <laughs> that's okay. nuts. So even more of a tangent. We're going down the rabbit hole. That's fine. Uh, real quick, before, real quick before you go on that quick quick <laughs> anecdote, I was in Charlotte the weekend of Daytona, where like they like didn't race that weekend. Yeah. When we were coming, like we were coming back, like or God. We saw the hauler like leaving Daytona like early, like yeah. before, like you know like in the middle of the weekend like when 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 they should have been there still, like and we were like, I, I was like because you know my girlfriend at the time didn't know anything about it but I was like, 
<laughs> what? <laughs> they're done. Like they're not just done. They're done. They're going home. Like so. But yeah, go ahead. Okay, so a TLDR of the whole thing. This is that iceberg video that you're talking about, Davey. Yes. Um, oh my. So Jeffrey Earnhardt in 2019 forms this deal with JGR, where JGR is also forming a deal with the team Extreme Concepts Incorporated, the 81 team, and they have the sponsor IK9. And that sponsorship deal was done with the intention that Jeffrey's going to run partial schedule in the 81 and the uh, 54, I think, or maybe it's the 18 Xfinity car. Here's the 18. With, and Yeah, 18. And then the 81 was going to run a few cup races as well with the intentions of them going to cup in 2020 hmm. with Jeffrey Earnhardt as the driver full time. Midway through that year, the rumors of Christopher Bell going to cup start happening because Bell's dominating. And... Jeffrey Earnhardt starts hearing that Bell is going to replace him in the 81 because it's basically uh, this is what we're going to do next year kind of handshake thing. And I don't blame him for getting cold feet about Joe Gibbs backstabbing him because it's not like it's the first time it would have happened. But Jeffrey, the weekend of Daytona, Jeffrey Earnhardt basically got cold feet about that, didn't want to get screwed over by Gibbs and bounced hmm. and quit. Yeah. And, and canceled it like basically said he's like i'm done i'm breaking off my relationship with ik9 so when the hauler showed up to the track all of the ik9 decals were peeled off of it and it wasn't until the news that jeffrey earnhardt had left under his own volition that the decals got put back on and everything huh. but that it nuked the entire uh 81 team and they're gone now and bell ends up going to levine so. Well, I can't wait to watch that video because that's awesome. Because I remember yeah. it all going down, but I never understood. I, I just didn't know exactly what was going on. That's terrific. Yeah, and that's the kind of <laughs> crazy things that's that's happening in NASCAR. And coming up in NASCAR we, uh, is uh, Bristol. Thank you. Good so, one. Good, good uh, effort. Yeah. Good effort. The all three series there this weekend. Um, truck series first. Are we going to do predictions? Do we have any storylines we want to talk about? Um, I was digging around. I couldn't really find any storylines. So there's okay, one for fun. Xfinity that I know Matt talked about. But yeah, we, but let's we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll do it. We'll, we'll, start we'll be trucks. there. What are we thinking for truck picks? Oh, I'll go first. Go. Part of I, I was gonna say, can I take? Can I go out on a whim and say that Davey's gonna <laughs> pick Ligerman? <laughs> Finished fourth last season at Bristol. I, yeah. I will never forget that. And I think maybe it was after that race. Maybe it was another year at Bristol. But I remember him talking about how they wanted to go full-time the next season. Oh, my God. That guy needs a full-time ride. He does. Oh, I hope he does. He well. does. If, if, they, if that 75 team can um, – if Henderson Motorsports can work a full-time deal, they, he would get that truck in the playoffs pretty yeah. comfortably, I think. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question. Yeah. Um, um, I'll pick um, – the boring pick and go with Sheldon Creed. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was going to do Creed just because we're up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can have Creed. I'll, I'll pick somebody no, else. Him. But I, I would say Tyler Ankrum just because uh, Boss Baby and I, I don't know. He's had a terrible season. <laughs> well, Maybe he turns it around. I don't know. Well, okay. So that was the other thing I was going to do is I was like, I'm going to take Tyler Ankrum because I look like him. Yeah. And, uh,. <laughs> I've shown you guys the pictures of me yeah. when I was like four years yeah. old, and I looked exactly like Tyler Ingram. But also because I just said that he's been bad this year. And so that means because I said that about Gregson, and then he won back-to-back -back races. So Tyler Ingram's bad, so I'm picking Tyler Ingram. 
You take Ankrum, I'll take <laughs> Creep. We'll, we'll both be alive. wrong, and that's going to be great. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I'm like, telling you Ryan what. Truex is going to win yeah, for some something reason. Like that. The roof is coming off this house if Parker Clergyman can win a race on that truck. The roof oh, is coming I, off this house. I remember watching him at Talladega when he won, and I was in the dorms at that point, and I'm sure everybody oh, yeah. on my floor heard that happen. That's nuts. I still remember me and Dad, me and my dad, he was, a, he was a listener of this podcast. We ju- I think we had just got off like a win in in, our, in the cart. And we tuned in. I turned on the broadcast as he took the checkered flag and he was like starting to do the, the, the plant the flag thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember turning on the like, oh my god, Parker won. Oh my god, Parker won. Parker won <laughs> in the 75 truck. I remember flipping out in the oh, truck. Yeah. We like pulled out we were pulled out of the track for maybe five seconds and I pulled it up immediately. And I remember looking at him and like just screaming. I was so freaking happy. I went straight to like all the group chats I was in. And I was just like, ah! <laughs> it was insane. It was God, insane. that was awesome. Such a good memory. I didn't even get to watch it. <laughs> oh my God. Xfinity. So Bristol Xfinity. Um, Ooh, this, gotta... is, this is a little tough. This is a little tough. See, I know who I, I would want to pick because I feel like they've won there before and they have a good shot of doing it again, but I don't want to pick them. And you know who I'm going to pick. By saying that, yeah. but I don't want to pick them, so I'm not going to pick them. But yeah, you know, do you know who I think's going to win, but I'm not picking them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it, is it bad that I don't know who we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, you should know. Yeah. Do we? Yeah. Do we not want to manifest it by saying it out yeah, loud? Yeah, that's what or... I'm not doing. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm not okay. going to say it out. There, loud. There's another. There's another guy in here that we don't want to manifest by saying anything out loud. So. Okay. Just for Joe's sake, good heavens, that poor Did... boy. Oh. <laughs> No, actually, I, okay, I'm going to manifest this by using my powers. Daniel Hemrick is overrated. He's terrible. He's never, never going to win a race. Horrible. Never. Yeah. Not going to win a single race this season, especially this week. Not at all. I don't see it happening. Yeah. No, no, no chance. May, do I need to imply that he's also a terrible person for this to work? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Daniel Hemrick, total word I can't say on the podcast because I'm not going to make somebody – I don't want to buy another diecast wall. It's getting a little thin right now. Uh <laughs> Oh, Tommy, uh, you haven't cussed yet. That's a good thing. No, I'm not if you going did, you would have, you would, you would have yeah. had to buy a guy die cast. Well, I, yeah, I think it, I would have There's bought... no flipboards flying this week. I would have bought three of the Casey Mears photos, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that counts. That counts. Who are we picking, though? I'm going to uh, go Myatt Snyder. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. pick. Um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to go Justin Haley. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't need to justify it. You know why. Just because I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh he's not as bad as people. Th- I mean, he's not great, but like, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather have him win than somebody else. I'm going to be a homer because he should have won here last season. Give me Justin Allgaier. So I'm going to the boring pick. Sure. All right. Sure. Sage. Take him. Whatever. Yeah. Well, you're not, you're telling me you're not picking Sage Karam eventually down the road oh, when true. he races for Jordan Anderson. Ooh. I was wondering how we were going to tie that back in. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a thing, and that's pretty interesting. Uh, I hope he keeps his shirt yeah. on. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I don't know. That's all, that's all you got to say about that one. That's not a, that's not, you know, yeah. not a me problem. That's a him problem. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, cup race. Really excited uh, for the Bristol Xfinity race, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I pick first every time. Someone else pick first. I'll pick. Right. No, man, you look. You sound like you want to pick. Go pick. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to pick. You go. Okay. Uh, check this one out. Kurt Busch. Check <laughs> that that oh, guy wow. right there. 
That, I was thinking man, Kurt Busch. I was thinking he's going, that's, he's going to bring it back, babe. Actually, that's not what I was going to pick. Dang it. I messed up my opportunity because check this out. Listen to me. You can still pick him because this is what I'm picking. I thought about this. I said before the show started, I was doing an iRacing IndyCar race um, this morning. 45 lap event at Laguna Seca. About lap 10, I lost complete focus and was just thinking about things. Um, and I thought about what I was going to do for my pick tonight. And I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to predict exactly how Bristol's going to transpire. And here's how. Um, we're going to get a phenomenal race. It's actually going to be cool and good, maybe. And what's going to happen is Ross Chastain is going to wreck somebody late in the going while they're running towards the front. Not leading, but towards the front. Um, he's going to wreck a chase guy. Don't know who in my mind, probably Kyle Busch. And then William Byron's going to pull some kind of crazy strategy on a restart or whatever. He's going to be out in front. Can't pass. William Byron wins. That sounds awful. Yeah. But that's what's going to happen. Cause I thought about it. I was, I was thinking about taking Byron. So, so that yeah. sounds awful. I don't want <laughs> yeah. that at all. But yeah. it's probably going to happen. But it's your favorite two drivers, Davey. It's Ross Chastain and William Byron. I don't want that at all. <laughs> I don't want that at all. Well, it's not uh, like, I, I, to me, it's not what I want to have happen or anything uh, like that. It's just that's what's uh-huh. going to happen. I can't stop it now. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, yes. so, it's manifesting. Yeah. yeah. Man. I'm going to I'm gonna try to pick outside Hendrick for once. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you or a loved one have been diagnosed with not enough diecast syndrome, have we got the solution for you? Come on down to circlebdiecast.com on the World Wide Web. Surf the internet and find out what the, everyone's been talking about. You can turn your room from this to that just with the click of a button. You may ask, how did you get so many vehicles? That must have cost a lot of shipping price is for all those parcels. No, it didn't, uh, because um, I used the code JTN on checkout because I there was $20 or more, and I used the code when I checked out. Circle B diecast. It's where you got to go if you want diecast. Uh, there's more stuff, too, but yeah. We totally uh, got paid by Circle B to put another ad in there. Obviously, how about mm-hmm. that? And I, 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 enjoyed that one. That was a real, that was a real great one. You know, a good ad. Maybe we'll, yes. we'll just like splice in an ad for Oofsides and not tell Joe. Yeah, you know, yeah that's a, that that's that a. <laughs> um, that would he would be so mad. Bristol is continuing to be talked about here. Yeah. Something you mentioned during uh, the break off camera to me, Matthew, was that it's Bristol and Bristol, the, the dog, goes together. Yeah, and he's not here. And Joe's so not here. Hopefully, hopefully he's back next week uh, to talk about Bristol, but, you know, show that it's his dog or the track that his dog's named after. He's not even here to pick. Anyway, yeah. uh, like I was saying, I hate fun, so I'm picking Joey Logano. So. There you go. You're awful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't feel good about it. I'm trying to curse Joey Logano. So. I respect it. I respect mm-hmm. the cursing. Alex Bowman is terrible. He's not going to win a race. Trash. Can't stand the guy. He's getting knocked out in the first round. Okay. I've made a <sighs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point, actually. Um, Am I going? Yeah. Picking? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you're the I'm going to so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break the trends here. I'm going to go uh, 
Bubba Wallace. Sheesh. Bubba I'd, Wallace. Lose, I'd lose my mind. I'd be all over it. Yeah. Because... Imagine a weekend where Parker Kligerman, A.J. Allmendinger, and Bubba Wallace win the three races at Bristol. Oh, do you know what each one of those wins have in common? People that are excited to win. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be great. They really would. Only those three guys. True. Well, yeah, but like... Martin Trick got out of the car at Richmond. He was just like, top mountain man, I'm not country, but I sound like it. And then we didn't care. No. You're, fr- you're from New Jersey. <laughs> dude, that would be awesome if Truex said that. He'd be like, I'm from Jersey, whatever. Uh, dude, give right? him, Come on. Give him some kind of personality. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh my God, I no, I mean, I, I would love to see Bubba win, especially because, hey, he's he's won there before. Oh, sorry. Yep. Let me take that back. He's run well there before is what I meant to say and made passes for the lead and whatnot, and that was really cool. And I, I don't know, 23XI, they've had their struggles this year, but more than anything, I think it'd be cool to see him have success. Yeah. What? 23XI. Yeah. I know it's 2311, but... Yeah, 23 and me, Motorsports. It's fun to say it like that, because it's just like um, other things that Matt says sometimes. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Moving on. Dude, it's a bummer that we don't have three-digit numbers in NASCAR, because I can't say the one Scundo car. (laughs) (laughs) Such a bummer. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Scundo. There we go. (laughs) Um, All right. Okay. Remember when I ran the three Scundo 54 truck in that one league? See, yes. Because <laughs> that's awful. Awesome. Everybody tell us about that. <laughs> whenever, I, whenever I broadcast uh, on JTN and I, I have to make a car for the broadcast, I'll na- number it the 357 because nobody's going to run that. So uh-huh. now in my head, I'll be like, oh, that's the three and a half Scundo plus one seven seven Scundo. I don't know. Three and a half, three and a half Scundo plus seven. Yeah. <laughs> Plus just, Sev. Um, before before we wrap things up, we've got one more thing on the agenda that I believe we ha- we've kind of covered, but not really. We talked about Scott Dixon not going away in IndyCar. We've talked about the championship battle, Laguna Seca this weekend. I wish I was going, but I'm going to another event, and also I'm already going yeah. to Long Beach, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, should be fun. Yeah. There's really no way we can make a prediction for this. I mean, this I season's so wide open. Um, I'm going to make one. Continue with the hate fun trend. Give me Scott Dixon. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to pick. Um, you won there last time. Didn't run one last season. So last last time, 2019. Colton Hurd is going to get the job done there again. Yeah. California. I'm going to go Alexander Rossi. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to keep that momentum. I'd like to. I I would like to see it. I really would. That would That'd be cool. That would be awesome. It'd be good. I also. I I love Colton Hurt. I adore that kid. He's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. He's cool. You know he's in a band. He's on Spotify. I he did looks know like that. He's in a band. He's a drummer. Um. He lo- He looks like a drummer. Yeah. He's proof. <laughs> he's proof that you can have a young driver with a personality, and that personality isn't being a jerk. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's so or refreshing. or also being a race car driver. Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, that is, uh, we're, we're at the end of the show here, but I don't, I'm going to talk about this. Sure. My biggest pet peeve of young drivers is their main personality quirk is the fact that they're a race car driver. Yeah. yeah. They have nothing else. That's all they, that's all they care about. Well, that's all they do is depends. be a race car driver. Yeah. But, but how much, 
are you feeding cycling into being part of a race car driver or are you just i mean because you got to consider well, listen, i'm not talking about porsche factory drivers. <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah. talking about young race car drivers in general okay um yeah but like like everything they do is like like the office like, you ha- i know you have something else <laughs> the office yeah, it's yeah the office yeah like yeah. find something else like i like i love ryan blaney because he's got other interests yeah um and, and it's not even like like blaney's pretty introverted but mm-hmm. he has like and same thing like chase elliott is super introverted but they both have a personality even if they don't show it a lot mm-hmm. but then you have like when <laughs> joe went hard after riley herbst like riley herbst like yeah. his instagram bio probably just says race car driver yeah and has like a steering wheel emoji yeah and like <laughs> and, and then there's like like if ty gibbs isn't talking about god he's talking about racing <laughs> like well to be fair, like whatever I, whatever you think about that like regardless Ty gibbs just... is like eight years old and eight-year-olds only have like one thing they're interested in i understand so. that but like you look <laughs> at like you look at like a ryan blaney or a bubba wallace you look at god what's what's another young driver like harrison burton is a, like i love harrison burton but he's so boring yeah chase elliott is the same way it, just oh really my bo- god. like he only likes racing like like have something like i look at the taylor brothers Taylor Brothers are yeah. a great example of young race car drivers who have like their life isn't just about racing. Yes. Like, they have other things they like to do. Yeah, dude, I I listened to the Dale Jr. download with Jordan Taylor on it. And it a was must listen. So a good. One million percent oh must listen. It is required listening. I don't mean to sound like a boomer, but again, and David, we've talked about this before, but the personalities were a lot bigger in NASCAR, and they weren't. Again, they they. I don't know. Take your pick. Tim Richmond had promiscuous women. Other drivers had cool stuff as well. They had something yeah. to go, you know, fun about them. I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and that's that's true. And honestly, a lot of people say NASCAR had bigger personalities. I'm not gonna say I like NASCAR had like more boisterous personalities. But I look at like I look at like 70s and 80s F1, and that's where I see big personalities. Yeah. That's where I see like James yeah. Hunt and like yeah. Nicky Lauda is like the definition of like I'm gonna be a race car driver. But he was such a peculiar person about it like he was so odd and so different yeah. than the rest of the drivers in the paddock that it made it his own story you know well i look i look at nascar in the 90s and it's just kind of like people just remember them as hard asses which is kind of cool yeah it's it's tough the environment that i think drivers a lot could be said about this i mean this is a whole conversation could, yeah and and we don't have enough time for that but mm-hmm. uh with social media being what it is you have to have the perfect clean cut image the, the problem then is some people are like, well, no, yet I want a clean cut image. I'm going to be that that cowboy like Noah Gragson is. But they do it in such a that's not what we mean. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just and it's, it comes out gross and creepy. And, and, anyway. and part of it, part of it is because there's so much sponsor obligation nowadays. Yeah. Like you're not, you're no longer a race car driver. You're a brand ambassador. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just like you were saying where it's like where people are like, oh, the people want drivers to have personalities but you hate no gregson it's like well yeah because no gregson's a tool yeah exactly yeah <laughs> he's, he's just a, he's just a, a bad person yeah, yeah. and th- this is also a problem in 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 the worst way it plagues indycar because yes those drivers are fun those drivers are interesting the relationship that those drivers have with each other is really special and unique mostly because of the danger of the sport but yeah. a lot of those young IndyCar drivers, they really kind of only care about being race car drivers, and it's boring. Yeah. yeah. Everyone talks about, oh, just market IndyCar, just market IndyCar. Market what? And, yeah. Being a race car driver? We already do that. The thing, like, there's like, nothing else. I know there's some folks that – this is my last point before we really wrap things up. Okay, yeah. But yeah. with Christian Lundergaard, 
um, especially. I don't know what your guys' opinion on him is. Because, and I could talk about the 45 and Ferrucci, whatever. I don't like Ferrucci. No one does. Whatever. That's not yeah, the point. No. Um, the, the point is with Lundergaard. Um, you know, I thought, oh, that's interesting. Here's a guy. Um, looks like he's pretty promising. He's got a lot of pace. And then the stories that I heard about him on the broadcast were of him being like, like, well, yeah, of course I'm this fast. And, you know, he's a, you know, F1 Academy driver. And that just turned me off so much from him. And I, I, yeah. I don't, I couldn't care less about him yeah. now. And I, I don't, don't really want to see him it. get a seat because I don't, that's lame. How can I connect to that at all? Like, that's just, yeah. I, I don't want any part of him or any of that. So anyway. I mean, yeah. And so that's exactly what, I mean, the kind of stuff you're yeah, talking yeah. about. And, and my closing point, I mean, that's why. I was always drawn to Dale Jr. and like why it fits so perfectly as Alex Bowman's replacement <laughs> is because like they're both awkward, <laughs> introverted dudes who like in the right uh, environment can express themselves. And it's like, oh my God, Matthew, why are you so attracted to that idea of a race car driver? <laughs> so I, that, like a couple years ago when Alex Bowman opened up about like having anxiety and stuff like that, I'm like, that's awesome like i'm not saying there needs to be your personality but that's why i like alex bowman is because i can look at him and relate to him and be like okay cool sure yeah 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 i can't relate to an f1 academy driver who shows up and says yeah of course i'm fast because i'm an yeah. f1 academy driver i'd say it from my guys yeah like god get a grip get all grippo davy any closing remarks um uh, you know not uh, yes but we'll leave it aside i in a in a weird way, I kind of cannot wait for the off season so we can dive into these topics. Yeah. And, um, not to bid you adieu too early, but I'd love to have you on for some of those oh, as well sure. because those are interesting. <laughs> inter those are interesting yeah. discussions, and I, I like these discussions. There's no, I, a I lot of discussion to be had about this kind of thing. This was a lot of fun being able to fill in. I hope Joe's able to go ahead next week, and and uh, I kept the seat nice and warm, not too warm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it'd be cool at least in the off season. You know admittedly yeah i didn't watch nascar this weekend i could go on a whole tangent on all the things that were why i didn't but you know um there's there's a lot of cool conversations we could have and it was a pleasure to be part of this for for a fill-in week it was pretty cool to see what goes on you know i i cannot wait till we hit a thousand subscribers so we can have tommy back and we can be like our resident enthusiast tommy bordeaux i was told by joe on the broadcast last night tmp late model racing series in milwaukee mall go watch the broadcast joe said you can't say that word and i so i'm actually going to in the post i'm going to censor that joe will know what it is and you'll know what it is and i'll know what it is but I'm he not, didn't say i didn't it doesn't say, matter it doesn't matter it, doesn't matter. it. it oh, can't this, this this is literally trusted <laughs> me i'm going to censor that too he entrusted me <laughs> to, to put together this show this week and i'm going to make sure it's to his liking as much as I can. So. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> anyway. All right, that's about oh it. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, Tommy, why don't why don't uh, I was gonna say because you're new to the show. Where can we find you on social media, Tommy? Oh God. So if you want to see um, my past life, go check out me on Instagram, Tommy underscore Bordeaux. I haven't posted on there in like two years. Oh well. If you want to see more recent stuff. Um, not even that recent. Go check out Tommy underscore Bordeaux on Twitter. Um, I don't have a big social media presence on my official channels. I have a burner Twitter and I don't want to share that. So good Fair luck. Enough. If you find it, congratulations. That's, that's, Fair that's enough. where you can't really find me too many places and yeah, whatever. I don't really care too much about that. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is fine. Yeah. 
Um, if you were to look for me, you could find me on Twitter at Davy Hazard and on Instagram at D7H5 and on Twitch at D7H5er with an ER at the end. Matthew? If you want to find me, uh, I'm on Twitter at msteelman51. I have my YouTube channel, Dale Jr. 88 Rocks. You might see an outtakes video on there <laughs> soon, depending on what happens. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, we have uh, another show called Oof Sides that might trying to get joe on there eventually it's a football show if you want to go back uh i'm just saying last Matthew, episode. i would love to be on there for an episode i know you don't need another bills fan oh we've already had but... two vikings fans on and we're gonna well, have two like, lions fans uh, like so. again for a special i don't know but it would be fun yeah well frp invades oof sides yeah like red circle Davey, arrow davy and joe just we swap podcasts for a week <laughs> like me, Jack, Garrett, and Jesse do fake racers, and then like <laughs> we sub out me for Tommy on Oopsides. That'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, we did awesome. terrible in our pickums on week one. So if you want to go look at retroactively how terrible we were last week, go check that out, and there'll be a new episode. See, out, that's the uh, thing. Week. That's what I'm interested in because I'm one of the most bestest pickers in the, in the league. Um, I had like the Saints. I, I'm one of the only people who had the Saints beating the Pack. Whatever you know. Anyway. Yeah, football. <laughs> so, yeah. rousing game of foobar. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's me. That's where you can find me. Okay. Well, we got through that, and uh, <laughs> hopefully you did too at home. Thank you for sticking with us. Oh my gosh! Big McThankies from McSpankies for watching. Uh, <laughs> it's on the script. I'm gonna say it. Uh, I'm glad I got read. So hey. Thank you so much for watching, listening. This will be available everywhere good podcasts are. This and, is, that's uh, a good, it's true. Yeah. This has been the Fake um, Racist Podcast. Check out some JTN merch. It's a good way to support us. The best way to support us is to go to the JTN YouTube channel and give a subscription. Um, less, go on Twitter and follow at Joto Network. Less than What's 300 up? away from the Tommy Bordeaux Talks NASCAR special. So That is there's going to be a lot of yelling. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But make sure to support JTN. Joe is doing a fantastic job keeping everything going, keeping everything running. He's unbelievable. He's, he's always working on JTN. He's always working to give the, give out the best content that he can create. Um, Part of the reason he missed, he's got a lot on his plate. That was not a joke, but uh, we were glad to fill in. We were glad to make it happen. Um, Again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. These guys are going to dance us out of this podcast, and we will see you next time. I've been raving for so long. My arms are getting tired.